27th year in January 2024. Find out our latest news at newsforthesoul.com. Seventh year in January 2024. Find out our latest news at newsforthesoul.com. Okay, I think we're finally connected to the board. That was fun. <laughs> Interestingly, I'm here to do one of my favorite things introduce you to a new member of the News for the Soul radio broadcasting family. And the uh, title of the show is Miracle Inspirations. We need some of that today. Sandra Lee is who you're about to meet. First of all, let's bring her on and and we can get started with our famous first question. Sandra, do we have you on the board? I am here. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) We're all here. Now we can get started. It's so good to connect with you. And uh, we have this sort of famous first question that we start with on uh, everyone's first day here because it's the place that connects us as a community and movement that's become the news for the soul following over the last quarter of the century. And uh, that's our genuine seeking, authentic seeking of wanting to know what's really real and what's really possible. Um, So for me, I had, quote-unquote, unusual experiences as long as I can remember, that didn't fit the the normal 3D um, description of what was supposed to be going on here. (laughs) And uh, a lot of us didn't, as I started asking other people about those things as well. Thus, the famous first question. Um, I'm curious what your earliest recollection, if any, uh, was of something outside the 3D norm experientially for you. The first thing I remember, I didn't used to remember, and I was like three, and there were um, flying beings that I used to spend time with, and they were leaving me, and I was so Ooh. distraught. They they flew away telling me that it wasn't safe for me to continue seeing them, and it's like, don't go, they left me. Wow. So how old were you when that was going on, and for how long did you have that experience? The memory came back as an adult of this happening mm. when I was three. Three. Wow. It's a very common age, two, three, four, right in that realm, isn't it, to be kind of wide open? Mm-hmm. Do you remember anything about them? No, I don't, actually, and I, I still don't 
really. Um, hmm. I mean, for for you know, most of my life, really, I didn't have any memories of childhood. And wow. um, through doing through receiving a lot of healing, doing a lot of healing work, I've gotten some memories back. Um, but that was the first one that that you know the earliest one that came back with you know in response to your question <laughs> yeah well it's a pretty cool one to get back do you have others uh, similar experiences as you were growing up not really i mean i do have other memories that have slowly come back and again it's really only been through receiving healing because i suppressed right. so much that um it it still is pretty pretty rough and um unclear wow. what things happened. Yeah. Interesting. Um so I guess the sixty billion dollar question uh would be at this point, how did you know to go for healing and where did you go? What kind of however much you feel comfortable sharing, what what whatever led up to that? Well what led up to that was I have a bachelor's in chemistry. From, uh, from Caltech, from a science and engineering school, and decided that I didn't want to continue doing that. And I, I started doing um, acupressure and Reiki and those sorts of healing things, and I have been involved in healing pretty much ever since. It's a It's a big leap from, you know, chemistry and science to Reiki, how did you make that leap? Like, how did you... It was kind of accidental. <laughs> it, it was kind of accidental. So, you know, I, I finished the school and moved up to Berkeley where my parents lived, and I got a clerical job, you know, doing word processing. And this was in, in Berkeley, California, and I decided to... Um, do you know find something else to do because when I had been in college I had done casual massages on people and felt like I didn't know what I was doing didn't know if I was helping them didn't know if I was hurting them and so I was like oh you know I'll just go learn something and I started studying acupressure at that point and then and then Reiki followed that and that's how I got into yeah. doing what I've been doing now for a really long time healing work so when you started recovering memories and stuff, I mean, that must have been surprising for you to make those connections. Yeah. One one time I was receiving a, a craniosacral, the type of body work. I was receiving a craniosacral session. And I had this memory that at the time I wasn't able to place. But I had this memory of lying on the in the crib looking up at a white ceiling and crying for my mother. And I didn't have any context for this. I mean, it didn't make any sense to me. I didn't know how to understand it. And I was in a in a training course, the Landmark Forum at the time, and I asked my mother about this memory, and she knew instantly what I was talking about. When I was three, um, my parents, no, when I was not three, when I was six months old, my parents left me for three months, uh, for three days, left me for three days with an aunt and uncle. 
and you can see it, it's still like rattling me because I can't even tell the story. And I was lying in the crib crying for my mother, and she didn't come. And my aunt and uncle also didn't come. And I decided at that point that, you know what, she's not coming back. And I decided that I was not going to let her in. It wasn't safe to let my mother in anymore. And so thinking about these wow. these times where I shut down pretty much everything because it wasn't safe. And so that's a lot of what my, my childhood was like, even though my childhood really was not that horrible. You know, it wasn't abusive. We had everything we needed. And yet at the same time, even with those normal childhood experiences, I shut everything down. So it's that whole uh, nothing has any meaning except the meaning we give it thing. You had to kind of go back and re-examine what meanings you were giving things. Yeah. Well, when wow. I when I finally started really getting into that memory of being six months old, my you know mother had left. I realized what I had decided: it was not safe to let anyone in. And she told me when she told me what had happened that when she got back, I wouldn't let her hold me. So already I had decided at six months old that it was not safe to let anyone in, much less her. So, you know, I've taken my whole adult life, really, you know, healing and recovering from that to the point now where the most important thing to me is connecting with people and feeling connected. That's the irony of it and the perfection of it, isn't it? When we um, heal or find our our glitches and heal them, it becomes our purpose as well to help so many others. Oh, my goodness, yes. Mm. So, I mean, that must be kind of an ongoing journey. I mean, it's not like we get to the end of the finish line on the heal thyself level, especially, you know, when we're just trying to deal with one lifetime, infinity is massive. Um, what kinds of things, other than the Reiki and uh, Landmark and the courses and stuff, which is awesome, what other stuff did you do to uh, get here? Things that have made a really big difference um, was doing body work for a long time. And that's where a lot of my intuitive abilities, intuitive capacities really developed, and my ability to um, see things that are going on for people beyond what they've told me. A lot of times it's beyond what they're even aware of. So it's like when I'm working with somebody hands-on, which I'm not doing so much anymore, but when I work with somebody hands-on, I put my hands on one area of their body, which is where their symptoms are perhaps, and I see the connection to other things that have happened, things earlier in the life, their childhood, the things that happened, um, you know, when they injured themselves, something in their relationship. So I see what's connected to everything else. And so doing body work for a long time was where a lot of um, the skills and abilities that I now have really, you know, came into being. 
I'm and assuming that's because that was happening for you as you were healing through and making connections of your own, right? Yeah. Well, every time, you know, every time I have healing and make a connection, it's like opens up a lot of other things. Yep. Next layer of the onion. <laughs> so Pretty much next onion. layer. Mm. So, um, moving forward then, as you sort of uh, started accruing these healing skills, when did you start working with other people, helping other people heal? What did I start helping other people heal? I'm not clear about your question. I've got some background noise, so I have to keep flipping on and off. (laughs) Bear with me here. Um, I'm just wondering what other... uh, I forgot my question now. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I think I was asking what other uh, <laughs> what other things you accrued. Like, how did you get to the point where you were now healing others? <laughs> A big part of my journey has been and continues to be not being clear about who I am and how I make a difference. I mean, how many people out there are there that, like, were me, you know, hiding under covers in the bed, panicked, like, (laughs) oh, you know, what am I doing? I don't know how to do this. And wanting to quit, wanting to die. So many times it's been me wanting to die, you know. So it's like, what is the point? Why why do any of this? And, uh, you know, that's an ongoing journey. For tremendous healing to get there. Yeah, in in a way, yeah, that would be your famous first question there. <laughs> I, I, right away, of course, I was going to say, and the answer is, <laughs> but uh, yeah. an ongoing quest. Interesting. Well, up to up to this point, you've obviously found a point to it all. So, what's been the point so far? One of the things that I do is human design. And this really helped me understand some fundamental things about myself. And one of the first was that it helped me realize that there are aspects to who I am that I have judged or I have had a problem with or that I don't understand, why do I do this? And I Mm. realized, human design helped me realize that it's in those places where I have the most pain, the most difficulty, the most struggle, they where my greatest gifts are. Have you ever had an experience that's like, oh, why do I do this? What's wrong with me? And then look at it a different way. It's like, oh, you know what? This is something that I help other people with. It's in those um, those struggles, those pains, that some of the biggest keys are. Mm. Interesting. I, I always used to say the gift is in the darkness when I was coming through the early years of following the in- intuitive trail and being guided to build things for the soul. It was always 
in those really icky, dark places. <laughs> it's never in the fun spot. <laughs> yeah, well, so let, um, let me talk about that a little bit from, from my own example perspective. So it's like perfect. I am a serious perfectionist, right? Have to do everything right and always beating myself up for not doing things right. And the strongest part of my human design chart is the gate of truth and integrity and the absence of truth and integrity. And when I'm in this place of, ugh, I can't do anything right, what's wrong with me, what I am aware of is where truth and integrity is missing or absent. And there is something wrong about that. And so all of the times where I am judging myself, beating myself up, or it's like struggling, having a hard time, it's like I'm in that place of, ugh, I can't do this right. When I turn that around and look at it from the perspective of, well, what I do is I help there be more truth and integrity in my life, in other people's lives, in the world. I realize that this thing that I see as being a big struggle is actually a big part of my gift. It's part of the contribution that I make. And so I have this lens in front of my face that everything I look at, I look at from the perspective of is truth and integrity here or is it absent? And how is it missing in a way that I can help to improve this, make it better? So it enables me to turn it around when I'm in that struggling place. It's like, okay, wait a minute, there's a gift here, there's a contribution here. And so Mm. human design is one of the ways that I really help people be able to find their own truth and integrity and how is it that they improve the world themselves so a big part of my purpose is doing that can you uh, give us the overview of exactly what the human design uh, map is Human, human design is similar to astrology so in astrology I have a chart that's based on where the planets were at the time I was born. Human design gives you a similar chart. It's got not just where the planets were at the time you were born, but it's also got where the planets were approximately three months before you were born. And so you have those two sets of planetary information to provide a chart that you know looks kind of triangular. There's a diagram on it with colored lines and shapes and things like that in numbers. So it gives you a blueprint for who you are and the experiences you have in your life, including the things you're really good at and, like I was just talking about, some of the challenges that you may have. So where did this come from? You mentioned it's similar to astrology. Was it like an astrologer developing this and furthering it? or What's its roots? There's a man named Ra-Uruhu who basically channeled this information. It was, it's much more recent a system than astrology oh. is. Astrology has been done you know, by people for a very long time. So this was you know, in the 70s, basically, that the human design system got created. And it incorporates not just the um, planetary information, but it also includes things like chakras and 
um, the I Ching and the Kabbalah Tree of Life. So several different systems of um, basically divination, you know, gathering information for having a fulfilling life. That all these systems of information are incorporated into one system that enables you to get, um, in my experience, pretty accurate information that helps to make sense and guide your life. That's quite the channeling session you did <laughs> to connect that all. Yeah, well, you know, he channeled it, um, an initial set of information, and then continued to refine it over time. Mm-hmm. It's quite a complex mm-hmm. system. Similar astrology is very complex, right? Many layers to it. So human design is similar to that. Now, you had asked me for my information. Is this what this was for? for uh, mm-hmm. For yeah. this? All right. Well, if you'd like to walk us through, I did not take a look. I like to be live and in the moment and intuitively driven. <laughs> and an yes. open book on the air, so I have no idea what you're going to tell me. Sitting <laughs> down for this. <laughs> but uh, where would you start? Well, one, you know, one thing I like to help people do when they see their human design chart is to recognize their purpose. What is my purpose in life? And is my purpose in life something that I am doing all of the time? Yes. Even if I am doing things like taking out the garbage, for, some, for example, you know, in some way or other I am expressing this life purpose. And so helping you to be able to recognize your purpose in action all of the time. So for you, you know, you're certainly living your purpose when you are, you know, here talking to me on the show. But you're also living your purpose when you're you're fixing your dinner. So the strongest energy in the chart is where the sun was at the time you were born. So what I was just sharing about my chart is about the truth and integrity and, and absence of truth and integrity gate. The, the numbers on the chart represent what we call gates, and there's 64 of them. So for you, where your son was at the time you were born is in the gate 35. And what this says to me is that if you were doing the same thing all of the time, you would get bored. Is that true? I would go insane. <laughs> insane. Yeah. <Ugh>. Yep. <laughs> so you have found a way to express that energy in life in a way that gives you a variety of people to talk to, a variety of areas of life to address. Yes. So this this gate 35 um, can get bored, right? You get tired <laughs> of doing the same thing all of the time, and that's not your thing. Yeah. You ha- I don't you know have how a, people a, can do it, honestly. Yes, absolutely. So it's like when you look at your life from that perspective, you realize that you are somehow or other expressing that same energy no matter what you're doing. So it enables you to recognize the, the gifts, right, that other people have 
through a variety of things. You're, you're looking for variety um, related to, like, adventure. But for you, oh, you get true. to explore so many different things. And you are probably good at everything you do, everything you try. Right? It used to be one of the things I would complain about because other, for other people it was simple, like trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I wasn't getting any clear one-directional sign, you know. Um, it sounds in later in life a really silly thing to be complaining about, but it was confusing for me. I'm good at mm-hmm. art, and I'm good at music, and I'm good at over there, and I'm good at over here, and, you know, and then uh, I, I, it made it more difficult in the beginning, but it made a lot of sense once I finally found my way to where it was supposed to be. Yeah. So, in addition to having your own experience of if I'm doing the same thing all the time, I get bored. Also, have people come to you who have similar struggles or similar issues. Mm. So you probably interview people who also have done a lot of different things. Indeed. And who are good Definitely people that are doing their own thing, too, that have, have, you know, stepped up and stepped out. And, uh, yeah, for sure. You attract people who um, maybe are in a place of being stuck with doing things that they're tired of and wanting to find something new as well. Yes. Those might be some people who are in your audience. People coming into your audience looking for inspiration to help them find new things because they're tired of what they're doing. That's the very one of the very essences of, of the interview introduction interview we're doing today because not only really getting to know you, not one of these webinar marketing funnel things that just annoy the crap out of me, but you know, actually annoy, knowing you and making a soul connection. The other main purpose is because there's people who were where you were, right, and we can help them maybe even pass a few steps or make a few connections by, you know, they're going to relate to part of your journey. Go, oh, I should try that. Right? So that's the very purpose of it, in fact. Yes. So now that you're starting to look at your life from this perspective, you're going to start realizing, oh, I'm doing that all of the time in some way or other. I have to tell you, if I figure out how I'm doing that, taking out my garbage, I will be really impressed. (laughs) And I'll be emailing (laughs) you immediately. <laughs> well, but, the other stuff I get, but <laughs> yeah. But but if you think about it, when you're taking out the garbage, you're probably not just thinking about taking out the garbage. You're thinking about what you're doing. You're thinking about what you want to be doing. You might be thinking about what you want to create, right? It's I'm like actually when thinking you're engaged, about I hate taking out the garbage. <laughs> but yes. <maybe> subliminally. <laughs> well, oh, so, you know. Yeah, because it's the thing what, that you have to do that's the same. Ah, there you go. Yes, right? So it's we like <laughs> that's looking at the absence of interest, the boredom aspect of it, right? Because yeah. this, this energy of, you know, what we're talking about is like a facet 
a diamond with a thousand facets on it. There are thousands of different ways of experiencing that energy. And when you notice that you're stuck in a certain aspect, oh, I'm doing something I don't really want to be doing. This is boring, okay? How can you choose to look for a different aspect to be experiencing? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Hire someone else so to like, take out my garbage. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, I totally get it. It's being more hyper-conscious and aware in the moment no matter what you're doing. It's very interesting. Well, we all have things to do that we don't necessarily want to do. And sometimes I, I actually need to do them. So how can I choose to have this experience in a way that feels more fulfilling and satisfying? Could pot a beret and tap dance my way out with my garbage. I <laughs> 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 make it fun. <laughs> Put on a little outfit. <laughs> okay, I probably won't do that. <laughs> I mean, you know, one thing I might do when I was taking out the garbage is, you know, get into, oh, you know, these are all just molecules. Where are these molecules going to go? Turn it into, like, an adventure kind of thought process. Mm-hmm. Changing the perspective, yeah. Changing the perspective, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So with everything you've covered thus far, I very much relate to um, you know, the personal profile kind of archetypal thing that you've been bringing out. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, how how deep does this go in comparison to these other processes? Like what other kinds of things did you find in there? <laughs> Something that I have found more recently than that was... I was doing biofield tuning, which is using tuning forks and sound for healing energetically. And I do this over Zoom. And I was working with someone doing biofield tuning, and I create a hologram that represents the person that I'm working with. And I started seeing the human design chart laid over it. And I realized that, that I'm working with both at the same time. So I've done a lot of different healing modalities, and there's thousands of different ways that people do healing. And I realized that they are all working with the same fundamental things. They're all working with our experience as humans and the ways that we, you know, get from where we are and where I maybe feel stuck into where I want to go, into, you know, offering the difference, the, the service that I offer, making the difference in the world, because everybody's here wanting to make a difference in the world. And when I am working with somebody on their human design chart and helping them understand their gifts and their abilities and their struggles and their life, it's changing their energy field. It's changing how their chakras function. It's changing how they interact with their life. Because all of these are, are parallel. They're all together. And it's going to affect what I am seeing what I am working with when I'm doing biofood tuning. When I work with somebody with their human design chart, it affects their energy field. 
It affects the flow of energy through their energy field. When I am working with somebody on their energy field doing biofilm tuning, it's going to affect their energy field, their flow. It's going to affect their chakra energies. And through their chakra energies, it's going to affect how they express themselves into the world. And it's going to affect their experience of their human design chart. So any time we work sense, with... Right? Yes. When we work with any of the healing modalities, they're all going to affect all of the others. Which means that if I am stuck with something in my business, I don't know how to get clients for my business, there are so many different ways that I can work with that. I can work with that through understanding my human design chart and understanding my gifts and my challenges and the gifts that I offer through my human design chart and make choices about that. I can work with it with biofilm tuning in my energy field to help me express all things, things better and have more clarity about myself and the gifts that I am here to offer and attract more clients that way. The other thing I do is called, you know, the math method, so make anything possible. I can work with, oh, so what are the things that have happened to me in the past? Where are the traumas and the places I am stuck in my beliefs? How can I clear that so that I'm more free in my energy field? I'm more free in my chakra expression. Oh, I'm actually giving my gifts. All of these things work together. Interesting. Well, you know, quantum physics and it's all connected. We, you know, we we have more languaging and um, to support that now. But I'll tell you, 25 years ago when we first started doing this on the air and in print, it was so out there that it makes so much sense. It's just it's so logical. Um, mm-hmm. So, with the respect to the the chart that you did for me, was there a, like what? Where's the healing aspect? Like I can confirm. You know, yep, I'm like that. Yep, I feel like that. And yes, I definitely hate taking out the garbage. But was there other things that came up that uh, to, you know, um, alert me to assist me in changing anything? Or there can be all sorts of positive experiences. And there can be all sorts of challenging experiences. So another aspect of a human design chart, for example, when I tell you this, it's going to make absolute sense. Okay? So you have a very strong energy of community in your human design chart. Mm. So by doing these, you know, radio interviews with people, you're building community, you're healing community, you're providing access for, you know, the people who you work with for a community, your, your, you know, listeners are a community. So understanding even my students, that, I, I teach belly dance when I'm not on the air, and we're we're, we're not, you know, disinfract. Uh, we're very connected, and we're very family. We go out for events and have people over each other over for dinner, and it's a it's an absolute family community. Yes, and when I'm looking at your chart and I'm seeing where the planets are that make up this channel that's about community, you know, this is transformation that's available. Mm. By participating with you, interacting with you, people get transformation beyond the normal Mm. kinds of transformation. So it's like understanding that about yourself enables you 
at times where you feel like, oh, you know, I don't feel connected. People aren't hearing me. Yeah. Like that that's an experience of absence of community, something not working the way I want it to work in the community. Right. So it's like, okay, so how do I turn that around? Oh, well, yes, you know what? The truth is I really do make a difference to community, transformative difference to community. And that can shift how you go into your next interaction. Mm. Sometimes or even, when I... You know, I got goosebumps when you said that because I was thinking of, you know, in my moments of what's the point because we all have them, <laughs> you know. That's a good one to pull out because it's so much service and heart-oriented. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you might have a time where you're feeling disconnected, right? Not feeling that connection, strength of connection to community. That's an expression of that same energy, okay? And it's like, okay, so something needs to shift here. So I'm going to go into this interaction where I'm feeling kind of disconnected. I'm going to go into this conversation with the awareness of I am serving community. I am strengthening community. So I go from feeling disconnected, disconnected absence of community, to I am intentionally going to strengthen and build community, connection in this conversation. So you're taking these things that you know are strengths in your chart and purposefully, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to contribute this here. And having awareness of that enables you to, in your day-to-day interactions, feel more on target because you recognize Mm -hmm. even when you're doing something quote-unquote normal, oh, I am actually serving here. Yeah, it's not about little me. It's, uh, you know, community. Uh, I like that. I like that a lot. It makes sense. You know, and that, I wasn't going to ask this question, but they're, my upstairs team is saying, ask this question. So this is coming in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when we had a that fun little, um, and it wasn't fun being sarcastic, <laughs> um, global house arrest a few years ago, that nearly killed me. And it nearly did kill. But anyway, um, you know, and find energetically people still haven't recovered from that experience. And what perhaps ones with, like you said, community and their art and stuff. Um, what did you experience during that time and how did you, you know, heal it, resolve it? Did you ha- have that coming up for people? What was going through that time and how can we best use this information to, uh, to go to a better place? Yeah, that was a really um, mm. difficult time for very many people. Yes, it was. And like you said, there are a lot of people who are still struggling with it. How I handled it at the beginning was was by attempting to um, keep track of everything. You know, I actually watched the the news broadcasts and the press press releases and things like that, trying to do it right and you know um, keep track of everything, and it was killing me. It mm-hmm. was making so sick. I was, you know, like I had knots in my stomach because 
I was just paying attention to all of this stressful stuff and, you know, feeling bad all of the time and coming from this, this fear place. And I realized I can't do this. It's making yep. me sick. And it really, it really heightened for me the awareness of what you think and feel becomes reality. What you think and feel gets incorporated into the physicality of your body. And I I was aware that I was was killing myself doing that. And um, at the same time, um, that was also when I was just starting to do biofield tuning as a practitioner. Like my certification as a biofield tuning practitioner completed the day I came home at the beginning of the shutdown you know, the pandemic shut down. Wow. And so, yeah, my ability to help people free themselves from the stresses of all of that really um, turned on at the time when the shutdown began. And so I um, became even more conscious of not allowing myself to be in that emotional stress, like fear place, that unfortunately... They were always, you know, trying to increase and make people more afraid. And uh, yep. and they're still doing that, unfortunately. So pulling people out of that stress is, is you know, part of what I do. I have a, you know, a, a power pause, the power pause, breathe your way to inner peace. It's a gift that I offer people to in the moment when you're feeling stress, how can you reset being yourself because when I'm stressed when I'm in that that panic situation I'm not being myself and I'm certainly not going to create anything positive and so giving people a way to be able to reset their own stress switch because right now the world is still doing all it can to make us more and more freaked out that's not good for anybody gone from one thing to the next thing it's, it's almost laughable you know the manipulation of it <laughs> so, so we to have be to able to charge. yes to be able to reclaim our power individually like in the moment every day kind of a thing so the power pause breathe your way to inner peace is a, is a gift that I give people they can they can find out how to do that um, you know, we're just coming to the last 15 minutes, uh, no, 10 minutes. Oh, my goodness, that went fast. <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah. Um, let's get you to explain specifically how they can get that gift. And then the rest of the time, we like to do the shameless self-promotion. So but coming from service and heart, which I know you are, um, you know, connecting with the, the listener and going over all that's possible of how they can connect with you or whatever specific, special, whatever you want to do. So, but let's talk about your free gift first. How did they get that? There's going to be a link on my page that they can go to get that. Um, or they can just go to my website, miracleinspirations.com. And on the homepage there is a link where they can get the power pause. Breathe your way to inner peace. Oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> nice and simple. <laughs> yep. It's easy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. They they can also subscribe to my newsletter there. Um, 
and you know find out about the things that I talk about and the things that I the healing things that I share all the time. So, but yeah, getting the power pause is easy. So just go to my website. All right. So shameless self-promotion, what would you like to focus on today? So when people are in a place where they have a healing business or a coach or what, and they don't know how to talk about what they do, they get in this place where they're stuck and, you know, combing through the refrigerator and the covers, trying to find something crunchy to eat or sweet to eat to distract yourself from, okay, really what I need to do is I need to get clear about what I'm doing with my business and how to talk to people. I can help you. Having been there myself in that place of struggle, trying to figure it out, knowing that it's limiting beliefs, things from the past that keep you from being able to be clear And when you can get clear and let the stuff from the past go, it frees you up. I know something that I have just been experiencing recently is, you know, it's like, okay, I know that I should be, and here is a perfect example, walking every morning. And because for so many years I have not been walking every morning, even though I tell myself I should walk every morning, that was blocking me from actually doing it. I received a map, method, make anything possible session, and whew, all the stuff that was blocking me was out of the way, and now I do it. So what are the things that you know you want and should be doing to build your business, but you're not? You're stopping yourself, distracting yourself, right? You know, on social media, instead of doing something that you know you need to do, waste time purposefully because you're trying to avoid doing what you know you actually really need to do. You may have conversations you need to have and you haven't been having them. It's all because stuff from the past, the math method is amazing at helping to clear that. And I do biofield tuning with it. If you want more clarity about your message and your truth and your purpose, then we can do that work. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about was um, the show that we're going to do in February going to enable people to call in and do the kind of looking at their human design chart like I did with Nicole today. So on Wednesday the 14th. So if people want to do that, then they can send me information about their human design chart and we can talk about them and their purpose, and their business. I would love to do that. So yep. if people email me then um, and go to my, you know, my page on News for the Soul to be able to um, email me, and I can get their chart to them, and they can call in on the 14th. Really excited to do that. So you have to have time to do the chart before they call in. It can't be live in the moment, right? Yes. So they're going okay. to want to contact me, email me, and I can collect that information from them and have that to them before the 14th. Okay. And then they can call. And then they can call in on the 14th and talk to us live, which would be fun. 
And if they're not able to do that, then they can you know, give me a little bit of information about themselves and their business, and um, I can still talk about them on the show even if they're not available to be on with us live. Not as fun unless they're live, though. So we'll prioritize those. We'll help you with that. Um, what I can tell you will happen is we'll have a barrage of other callers going, I would like one now, so we'll <laughs> put those off for a future show. <laughs> but I'm sure people would like uh, like to be able to access this information. It's unique and and potentially life-changing, which is our thing. Um, okay, here's where we're at. Final four minutes. Uh, anything that you want to cover or final four-minute power message, whatever you'd like to uh, do in the last couple minutes we've got together. There are a lot of people who feel like they don't make a difference or they don't know how they make a difference. They want to make a difference. I love to let you know that you are always giving your gift, just like I was talking about with Nicole today. Even when you're taking out the garbage, in some way or other, you are living that energy of your contribution. So when you recognize that you are making a contribution, it changes your life. There's somebody who I told, you know what? What you do is you help people experience more love. And she said, well, yes, I do that. But to realize that it's your gift, that it's special and unique about you, and you are doing it 24-7. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Well, just before I get in my tutu and potabere out to get my garbage can, I just want to say it's been so great <laughs> to connect with you, Sandra. I'm so excited about your show um, and about connecting and having you here as part of the New Skid Soul family. Thank you so much for joining us, and, and I'm looking forward to next time. Thank you. It's been delightful, Nicole. Sandra is all linked up at newsforthesoul.com. And we are back with more. God willing, we're still getting a a little bit of tech issues. We're dealing with tech support in the background. That's my multitasking all the time these days. But we're getting there and uh, moving forward in our 27th year. the soul begins its 27th year in january 2024 find out our latest news at newsforthesoul.com begins its 27th year in January 2024. Find out our latest news at newsforthesoul.com.